My number four, and I think this might be coming up in your list, but maybe not, was driving the... Yes, that's my number two. Uh, you don't... All right. Just don't tell people. You say, well, like, it's okay, coming so, up later. Sorry, it's coming up. It's <laughs> I have three, and then I have two. Okay. okay. Right. It's not like we're at all the right. beginning so of my this number podcast. Four. <laughs> this is the final call. The Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast. Episode 309. Ireland is known for drinking and its great drinking culture. But in an ironic turn of events, happy hours are actually banned all across the country. I guess that's why you just drink all the time in Ireland. Throughout 2017, Heather and I had some absolutely incredible, incredible experiences. And we're going to get into some of those in today's episode. One of the neat things that I was able to do in 2017 also revolves around backpacks. And that's because this year, for the first time, I was able to actually try out all three types of Tortuga backpacks. Their Outbreaker backpack, their Set Out backpack, and their Home Base backpack. And I can tell you that I have loved every single one of their backpacks. Now, each one of these backpacks are used for different types of people, whether you're going to be traveling a lot, whether you want a smaller size carry-on, depending on what you want, they've got the right backpack for you. And I've used their backpacks on different types of trips that I've gone on. So if you're looking for the best travel backpack out there, head on over to tortugabackpacks.com. Don't forget to use the promo code EPOP, that's E-P-O-P, all capital letters, and that'll get you 10% off your entire order, no matter which backpack you decide to go with. Hello, travel nerds, and welcome to the Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, the show that teaches you how to travel more while spending less. I'm your host, Travis Sherry, and joining me today is someone who made the very smart call of not allowing me to bring our three-month-old to the Eagles Super Bowl champion parade, my wife, constant travel companion, and much better parent, apparently, than me, Heather. <laughs> I'm not sure that you were really wanting to take wit with you. I mean, like, I'm sure you wanted to, but you saw the reason behind not allowing an infant amongst how many millions of people I, came to the parade? I don't know. It's always funny. They say it's very hard to estimate because it is. I mean, there's people all over the city. It was legitimately mayhem in a very, very good way. It was awesome that people were like so well behaved as far as like celebrating, but not actually like causing destruction and stuff, but would not have been a good decision to bring a three-month-old. In the back of my head, I kind of did just to have him there, like to take a picture yeah, that he I was mean, there. But Yeah, but he won't ever remember it. No. Whether uh, he was there or not. No, we'll just have to win another one. We'll have to take him year after year after year. But um, we wanted to thank you guys as we get ready to get into part seven of our 2017 year interview, which sounds crazy. Um, if you've listened to all of them, thank you. But we wanted to thank uh, people, especially who have been really loving the year in review series. We've been getting tons and tons and tons of feedback and tweets and stuff on Facebook. So I did ask when we just did our beer podcast at them, like, if you listen to the beer podcast and you don't like beer... That means you're an EPOP super fan. So I got to give a shout out to uh, at Sarah Stern 17 and at Anna Rose Swope. Both of them said, we don't like beer. We still listen to podcasts anyway, and we loved it. Um, we had Nate Ward and Ryan McGuire and a few um, and a few other people telling us that they would gladly send us beers from where they lived. So I appreciate that. Really, really fun. Um, and we did have at Real Mayhem, Alec Betts, who put an awesome gift for the Simpsons saying, I'm tr me trying to be patient while waiting for the new pack of peanuts podcast, only refreshing my podcast page every 10 minutes. It's fine. And it's a gift of Homer, like saying, hurry up and doing a little <laughs> dance. So guys, keep the love coming. Really appreciate it. 
Um, so awesome. A lot of you guys have been tweeting us. That's just a few of the people. Um, so keep it coming. Really fun to do our year in review podcast and really glad that you are loving them as well. If you're new and you haven't heard all of them, let me give you a quick, quick, quick rundown. We are, this. like I said, this is part seven. Part one, Heth, was our travel stats. Part two was our travel superlatives, all the best accommodation, cheapest accommodation, things like that. Part three was our best meals. Part four was our favorite coffee and wine of 2017. Part five was our favorite desserts. Part six was the aforementioned best beer of 2017. So if you like beer, go listen to that. And here are our part seven, our best experiences of 2017. And this is where we try to distill it down into like a day or a part of a day that just sticks out in our mind that we consider, hey, this was probably one of the best things that we did in the past year in 2017. And like we whenever we do these list articles or list podcast, I have no idea what yours is. You have no idea what mine are. We don't tell each other beforehand, but we did actually manage to have the exact same number this time. Both of us have 10. So we're giving, you, that. we're giving you 20 experiences. No honorable mentions today. Is this the first time that's ever happened? I don't know. Maybe. Usually we have so many that we are overflowing and we kind of like sneak them in by calling them an honorable mention. But I don't know. I have 10. And, and also, I don't, I mean, I do have some that are just days, but some of mine are not just one specific day, right. more like a trip or something like that. Right. I mean, it doesn't I have actually, to be one specific day. Okay, thank you. It doesn't have to be one specific day. You had day. me nervous there for no, a second. I, it was more, yeah. What are we going to look back on in 10 years and say, oh, remember this instance or remember this right. set of instances? Yes. Because thankfully, we do get to do a lot of travel and have a lot of experiences, and some of them. You forget until you see Facebook pop it up and say, seven years ago, you did this. But some of them, I think, will just stick in our head. So let's go through that as our best travel experiences of 2017. Ladies first, starting with your number 10. My number 10 is something having to do with being pregnant for most of the year and then being able to partake in this activity again, which is going to breweries. Even though I went to a lot of breweries while I was pregnant, I was not drinking at them. So as soon as I had wit, we went to how many breweries in the past three months? Wit, when he was 12 weeks old, he had been to (laughs) 10 or 12 breweries. So my number 10 is going to breweries with Whitaker and you, of course, and being able to drink again. I mean, I know that sounds silly, but we've kind of really, obviously we did a whole podcast just on beer. We've really honed in on our beer skills, tasting and and enjoying going to new places and new breweries. So, yeah, I have to say that was the top 10 experience for me. Are there any <laughs> breweries that stand out then? Like, are you saying, are, I mean, are there ones that you're like, I'm so glad that I got to go to this one not being pregnant after Wit came? Yeah, I mean, they're, the ones in Vancouver that we went to when I was pregnant were still fun to go to because we they're so far away. We can't just go to them whenever we want. But all the ones that we've been to since I've been pregnant have been within driving distance for the most part. So I would say... Obviously, going to Tired Hands, that was my number one brewery, even though it didn't even make Trav's top 10 list, which is crazy. Made an honorable mention. And going to Other Half in Brooklyn, that was pretty cool. I mean, we were out there. We walked over the Brooklyn Bridge with Wit and our friends Courtney and Calum in like five degree weather during the polar vortex, whatever, bomb cyclone. And walked, kept on walking to the brewery, and we stayed out until what one a.m. and yeah, then took was, the train back to our hotel. It was kind of wild for our to be young again. Yeah. It felt like we were younger. All right, so you're going from other half, and, and that would have been a good segue from our last podcast. We should have just rolled right into this. We should have. You're going from other half and five degree Fahrenheit weather during a bomb cyclone. <laughs> I'm taking it the other way, and my number ten is going to be Coronado Beach in San Diego, oh. followed by going to Kate O'Sessions Park. So we neither of us had been to San Diego. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, Heather being pregnant, didn't have the best experience for some of the days because you weren't yeah. feeling sick. Well, and you went to a ton of breweries, which I did not go to. Right. I knew a ton of taco places, which I did not go to. Right. And you were feeling <laughs> sick some of the days. But the one day that you weren't, thankfully, we got in the car and we drove over to Coronado Beach. And it was as beautiful as everyone had mentioned. Mm-hmm. It, it was cool. People were out. I mean, it wasn't swimming weather because it was in no, Ma- it, it was, was in fe- early April. No, it was the NCAA championship game oh, was yeah, on. Yeah. Okay. So it was early April. That's All the only right. reason I know because I'm really bad with dates. I think it was the end of but March. But I watched Gonzaga. It was April. Okay. Beginning of April. <laughs> um, but we went to Coronado Beach. 
um, followed by Cato Sessions Park. I had been to Cato Sessions Park earlier with our buddy Neil. So I was like, ah, we got to go up here. It's a great, great view of San Diego. So really fun to go to the beach. It was as beautiful, like I said, as people said. You know, we hung out on the beach, Heath, for maybe three hours or two, three yeah. hours. Again, you couldn't swim, but it was cool just to be on the beach in April and kind of see a, a brand new part of the coast that we had never seen and then go up to the park and get this beautiful right. view of San Diego. So yeah. I just, that was a really, that was probably my favorite moment in San Diego with you. Um, well, I, I yeah, Coronado Beach was my number eight. So I, I didn't really remember doing the viewpoint afterwards. I just remember going to that beach and it is a gorgeous beach. It's so beautiful and the sand is really soft and the sand dunes and then the beautiful hotel and yeah, yeah, parking was a pain, but... But, eh, what are you going to do? So remember, guys, we don't talk about these beforehand, so that, that'll be... All right, that's your number eight. When we get there, you could add on to that. What about your number nine? My number nine was spending three weeks in Vancouver, British Columbia. So when we did our travel wish list last year, in the beginning of 2016, I think I had put on there that I wanted to go to British you mean Columbia. in the beginning of 2017? In the beginning of Yes, right. last year we did it. And you said, where gotcha. do we yes. want to go yes. in 2017? In 2017. I said, where do we want to go? And I believe that I had Vancouver on there, you know, just spending like a month up there and exploring and doing all that stuff. And we ended up doing it. It was so much fun. We were in Vancouver. We went to the island. We went to Whistler. We did, you know, a nice drive up there. It was just a great time, even though we did get sick for those two days yeah we got some food poisoning <laughs> for after going to an indian wedding um but uh, you know when you're there three weeks that's one of the cool things about slow travel if you do have a day or two or three where you either don't want to go out or want to take it easy or you have to take it easy and can't go out it's nice that then you have all that extra time we certainly packed a lot in in those three weeks in vancouver my number nine is going to our friend maria's wedding in the um in the Cotswolds. So she had a fantastic wedding at a Cotswoldian manor. It's everything you would imagine. The green rolling hills. It's like a basically a castle. And so it was really, really great to then uh, get to see all our friends. We taught with Marie in Japan, and that's how we knew her. And so a bunch of our friends we taught with in Japan were also able to go to that wedding. So that was neat, but it was just cool to be at a wedding in this posh, really nice, beautiful area of of the UK. And I know it's like, you know, a fairy tale. Like, of course, she was going to have a fairy tale wedding. So if she's going to have a fairy tale wedding, it's great for us to be there. So I had a fantastic time out um, out there and going to that wedding. Yeah, that was definitely super fun. And that was out in Cheltenham area. So yeah, it's just that was a cool town. And we only spent a day and a half there. But that was a cool town in its own right to get to see. Yeah, definitely. And then my number eight was Coronado Beach, which I basically already gushed over. It said it was gorgeous. It's beautiful. I mean, we sat there. The sun was shining in whenever it was, the end of March, beginning of April. It was the beginning of April. <laughs> I'm looking at my Instagram and it was March 31st. Just to throw that out there. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Well, it, all right. Fair. Instagram doesn't lie, guys. Okay. But... Anyway, we I think it also went into March, but yeah, just being in a, April. into April, just being able to be at the beach in April. I mean, and or, or end of March or end of March is awesome. I mean, similar to we were just in Florida. I mean, in it's just why are we not doing this more often? <laughs> I, that is a good question that I will hope to remedy pretty soon in our life. I don't want to be spending time in winter in the Northeast. There's there's no way that's happening again next year. Write it down. You've all heard it here. We'll either be somewhere where we'll be skiing and there'll be great snow, or we're going to be somewhere there's warm and we can go to the beach. My number eight, you mentioned this. I, I added these two together. So little behind the scenes note, I was going to have an honorable mention, but when Heather said she had 10, I had these right. back to back. And so I thought, well, I could actually just combine them because they're very similar. So my number eight is biking through Vancouver and biking through Portland. So we... Okay. Well, okay. Oh, yeah. Both involve biking. Okay. And both... both are in Pacific Northwest okay, cities. Okay, fair enough. Both cities that we spent about three weeks in. So I love to, to grab a bike and and get to see different neighborhoods. Obviously, Vancouver and Portland have a lot of different styles when it comes to their neighborhoods. You know, there's cities that... You know, there's the downtown area, but a lot of people live 
outside of those in some interesting places, which to us in the Northeast almost feels like you're in a suburb, even though you're still in the city, which is cool, and which I really like about those two cities. So in Vancouver, I actually bought a bike, which turned out off Craigslist, which turned out to be a bit of a funny situation because I bought it for cheap, but then the tires popped on me and I had to get new brakes. Anyway, it cost me a little more than I thought it was going to. And in Portland, I rented a bike for a couple of days and I always like to get road bikes so I can really, really get out and explore. So both of those areas, I would just say, I'm going to go to this other neighborhood. I take my bike out for three, four hours, ride around, check it out and really get to see parts of those cities that I wouldn't have seen if I was just a walking around because they're further afield or B, if I was just staying in the area that I was in or only going downtown. So love biking, loved biking through Vancouver and Portland. So to me, those are just really two of my favorite cities I've been in. And they're really fun to bike in because they, the neighborhoods are so unique and so different and have their own type of vibe. So for me, number eight, biking through Vancouver and Portland. Cool. I'm allowed to combine those, right? I mean, sure, that's similar. Yeah. You're allowed to do whatever you want. You're th- you're the owner of this well, podcast. Well, number nine had, was biking <laughs> through Portland. Number eight was biking through Vancouver. And I yeah. couldn't decide which was better because mm. they were similar. So now they're combined. Yeah. Sounds good to me. Number seven. My number seven is Wit's first trip to New York City with the Boers. And, you know, especially that this one. This will come up on mine later. Okay. <laughs> so we'll chat about this. Go ahead. But we'll get a little more in depth on this. Okay. In just a moment. I'm trying to remember which day it was. I think that we went up on a Friday, Friday. and we left on a and Sunday. So basically, so we had Saturday, Saturday was like one of our best travel days that we've ever had. Even though it was the bomb cyclone, it was literally snowing, which kind of made it cooler because it was so freezing cold. And we just walked around and it was all bundled up in like this down snowsuit. And he was super cozy. He slept the entire day. And we just saw all these awesome things in New York. I am not sure that I've ever been outside for that extended (laughs) amount of time during a day that is that cold. Yeah. It was brutal, but it's coming up on my list. Okay. So, So you know, we had a good time, even though it was super cold. My number seven was the day that we spent wandering around Galway, Ireland. And we ended up at the Salt House, which we talked about in the brewery episode. But we, everyone said that Galway was a cool, everyone's like, oh, you're going to Galway. It's a really cool town. So we're like, okay, cool. Well, good. And we didn't really know what to do. And we started by, we found a really cool coffee place, which some of you have been to. And you've done the EPOP scavenger hunt there. You can look that up on Instagram. Remember, Instagram doesn't lie. Hashtag EPOP scavenger hunt. So we went to Coffee Works and Press. Really cute little coffee shop. And then we just wandered around this town. Yeah, I mean, you know? it's not a very big town. So we just walked and it was really cool. There's lots of shops and there's lots of old bars that we would just pop into. The pizza place that was really good. Yeah, it just has a really cool vibe there. It's right on the ocean. And then we ended the day by going to this, the Salt Hill. Salt House. Salt House Brewery. And yeah, that was super fun because it's this tiny little brewery. Yeah, so it's Galway Bay Brewery, but they're like their bar or one of their bars is called the Salt House. And yeah, we spent all day just wandering around with no real plans. That was cool. You know, there was an Irish pub, so we went in there, listened to some live music. There was a another Irish bar. Like we would just ask people, where should we go? They said go to this Irish bar, and they had those little snugs in them. Right, those little, little booths, booths, yeah, yeah, that were super tiny. So, like, it was cool that we had no plans, and we kept finding these little little areas, and everything was super walkable. So, we just really enjoyed Galway. Ended up at the Salt House and spent a couple hours there drinking some good beer again. With like, of course, there was live music that night, and I just think that that yeah, was, was one of those travel days totally unplanned. That was a great time, right? And it was kind of rainy, and we were there in January, so it was. Really, I felt like a typical day that people spend in Ireland because it was raining, it was cold, and you pop in a pub and you sit there and everybody's happy and they're having a drink and playing card games or just doing whatever, listening to live music. It felt very quintessential, like Irish. Yeah, the day was a bit blustery. <laughs> yeah. It was a bit blustery. And you're on the coast, so it was yes. like even more blustery. Yes. Like the wind was whipping. Uh-huh. So you duck into a place, you're like, all right, and then live music is coming. It's warm and the music's the fire playing. Yeah. Yeah. Great day. Great day in Galway. So that's my number seven. Cool. My number six is the 10 days, basically, that we spent 
just wandering around Barcelona because not any one day particularly sticks out to me because the whole time we were there was just very relaxed, very chill. I, I don't Basically, feel like we, all we did was eat and drink. Like, yeah. we'd be like, all right, where do you want to go for lunch? All right, let's make that our mission to find it. And then we'd wander. Right. Where do you want to go for dinner? Oh, uh, well, we're pretty stuffed from lunch. Let's have a light one or whatever. And we just literally ate and drank for 10 days. Right. And, and we mean, we went to see the uh, old Olympic Park. You went to see a soccer slash football game, which is pretty cool. That was awesome, actually. I and, totally forgot about that. Yeah. I mean, I'm surprised that didn't make your list. I, it's not. I, <laughs> well, I guess that's, yeah, what sticks you out? I've totally forgot that. I yeah. went to Camp New and watched Barcelona yeah. play. Dang. And that trip was just really special because it was right before I got pregnant. So it was really our last trip together just the two of us when i was feeling good and i could eat and drink whatever i wanted and who we didn't know at the time it was going to be like our last trip right like that and so when i looked back on the year i was like yeah that was really nice and just 10 days in the same apartment i mean we don't always do that so it just felt i don't know really nice that we could really dig into a city and f- almost feel like a local because we were, in- I mean, 10 days isn't a super long time, but it's long enough that, you know, it's we enough were that in- if you make efforts to go yeah. out, you start to see stuff and become familiar with your neighborhoods right. and how to get to other neighborhoods. And we stayed in this neighborhood called Gracia and it is a very cool kind of hip neighborhood. And it's not near the downtown at all. It's pretty far. I would say like a 30 minute walk right. downtown, but it's a very cool spot. There's lots of, you know, young people and young professionals and families there. And, you know, you'd walk out and there'd be markets and there'd be all of the squares that people just go and hang out in and drink coffee in. And it's just such a different culture than we're used to in the U.S., I think. Yeah. I Barcelona didn't make my list, interestingly enough, especially because I was so excited to go there. I'm glad you brought it up because it brings back some really great memories. My number six, though. Um, I, I'm wondering if this makes you list. This was... Not something I was super looking forward to at the beginning of the year, but I enjoyed way, way, way more than I thought. And that was jet skiing every day, all day at Lake <laughs> Winnipesaukee. So Lake Winnipesaukee definitely made my list. Unfortunately, I was not allowed jet ski. Being pregnant, right. But it's my number four. So right, I'm so going to just talk about it now. That's fine. We'll, we'll get to it. We'll get to it when it's your number four. But I, this was a family trip that we took with Heather's family like every most of her extended family. So there's a lot of people staying at this house. I can't remember how many, 10, 12, 14, 16, whatever. And then some other people were staying at s- close by. So we had this lake house. I had never spent much time on Lake Winnipesaukee. I'd gone there before, but we had never had a house there that we stayed in. And so I was like, all right, well, this would be cool. You know, I, I it's a nice lake. But luckily, Heather's sister's boyfriend had two jet skis and that made it infinitely better for me because I had only ridden a jet ski once and it was on a river not not super cool and we just went out on these things all day every day explored I mean it's you can't really on a jet ski explore the whole lake because it's that big but yeah I mean Winnipesaukee is such a cool lake that it has all of these inlets and a lot of islands so it's a very unique lake you could be on it for hours and not even see the whole thing because right. There's just so and many. And especially on a jet ski, you're yeah. getting beat up. Yeah, and yeah, there's yeah. once you get out in the middle, like there are some huge swells. So you're hitting them. And, I, you know, it, we were sore by the end of the day, but it was so much fun that we'd come back in. Oh, does anyone else want to ride? And if they didn't, I'd be like, all right, I'm going right back. I mean, out. I feel like we never saw the guys really because it was a revolving door of Trav, my brother, and my sister's boyfriend, Paul, just like taking the jet skis out. And, you know, they would take my nieces or nephews to hop on the back with them. But I mean, you were just basically doing that the entire time. It was great. <laughs> and I, I love the water. And I love being on the water. So for me, it's I've heaven, never right? had a week where I've spent at a lake house. Well, we have done that before, but it's been a while. And so it was really, really great. Um, yeah. So that was my, yeah, jet skiing every day, all day on Lake Winnipesaukee was my nice. number six. Perfect. My number seven. Five. It, sorry, five. I'm looking at it and C5 instead seven. Baby brain. Baby brain. <laughs> How long can I use that excuse? Exploring Slovenia, especially the one day that we okay. did that mountain pass. Okay. Is that your number five? No. No, it's higher. I Higher. Noticed. Okay. All right, well, I guess we'll just wait yeah, and talk no. to well, it and it's your turn, even though you said that about Lake Winnipesaukee and then you talked about it for like no, five minutes. No, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> Tease it out a little bit. So we decided to drive up to Lake Bled 
And that was beautiful and amazing. And Trav went swimming in Lake Blood, which I'm sure he will talk about. And then we went to another lake, which I'm sure he will mention. And then it was the decision, are we going to go back to Ljubljana or are we going to kind of head north and stay in northern Slovenia and then take this mountain pass down all the way to Croatia? And I was like, well, you know, I'm seven and a half, whatever months pregnant. I, I'm not sure what I'd rather do, relax or be in a car all day. And we decided to go for it. And it was a really good decision because we stayed at this beautiful little mountain house, you know, all made from wood. It kind of looked like a little Swiss house. And we could see the mountains there. They were gorgeous. Then we decided the next morning to wake up and drive the pass. What was that pass called? The Versic Pass. The Versic Pass. Yeah. I So I, I might be pronouncing it way wrong, but... Yeah. yeah, and we woke up that morning and it was really rainy. So we drove in that night we could see the mountains. And I was like, this is gorgeous. But we got there when the sun was setting, which was very beautiful. And I was like, I can't wait until tomorrow so that I can like gaze out the window and see these beautiful mountains. Well, then we wake up and it's just foggy and rainy. And I'm like, well, good thing we saw these mountains last night. But then when we drove up the pass, you're just in the mountains. And even though it was foggy, it was really cool. I mean, it was just like mystical and beautiful and then we ended that day after we drove through the mountains getting dinner in Piran which is this tiny little coastal town in Slovenia they have how many miles or kilometers of coast like 40 40 kilometers of coast I think so Piran is kind of like their shining glory of this ocean town their one main ocean town and it was beautiful it's just like this old fortress town you can't even drive into it you have to take a shuttle bus and we got a great dinner we walked around and Those calamaris it was awesome that it was, was a great my, day that's on our best meals episode if you yes, haven't listened it is. to that yes, it is. so yeah my number five the pass awesome. and the coastal town. my number five is one that you did chat about a little bit earlier so we'll just quickly touch on it and that was that new york city day it was a saturday it was the it was two days before new year's day so it was december what is that december 30th. 29th um 30th okay december 30th um no there's Whatever. It was <laughs> dates, guys. Come on. Who cares? Check I'm your checking Instagram. Instagram. <laughs> All right. So we went to New York City with our friends. As we mentioned, it was we spent two nights there. But the first day we got in, we didn't do that much. Second day, Saturday, we had a full day, and we thought, "All right, let's let's get after it." But it was five degrees Fahrenheit, so it was absolutely freezing. Our friends have lived in Edmonton. Our friends are with, and they were like. This is cold. Like, get us to... It was warmer in Edmonton that day than it was in New York City. But we thought, all right, we got to get out. We got to see New York City. Let's bundle up. Let's take wood out. Let's see as much as we can see. And On we December ended up, 30th. And we... Whatever. And we <laughs> ended up then leaving at noon. And we thought, oh, we're getting a late start. So how much are we going to get to see? And we got to do a really great amount of stuff. So we started by taking them... Well, we first started by going to Grand Central Station because we wanted to catch the subway. Um, so we went to Grand Central Station, got to see that, walk around, show them that, hopped on the subway with a baby, first time we ever did that, took us down to the High Line, which if you don't know what the High Line is, it's awesome, and Heather and I have done this multiple times in New York City, but an awesome elevated park that takes you basically from, what, 30th down to like 15th. Um, to Soho. Yeah, down through through Chelsea. So we get on the High Line, it's snowing. We have to hike wit up the stairs because you well, can't find the elevator. Yeah, the one entrance was closed right. and had the elevator. And then so someone told us, "Oh, the High Line is closed." We're like, "It's closed." No way is it closed. So we found another entrance, hiked wit up <laughs> like three flights of stairs, um, get on the High Line. It was snowing. There's still there was not near as many people as on it on a summer day, thankfully. So that was kind of cool. So walking the High Line in the snow. Then we took the train down to the World Trade, which we were only going to use to to then use as like a stop, but we're like, they were like, oh, well, it's right there. So we, you know, we walked down to the World Trade. We didn't go to the museum. It was still packed, even though it was crazy cold, but walked around, got to see the memorial, you know, the outside memorial on the ponds, all that good stuff. Then thought, all right, one of the things we want to do is go to the Brooklyn Bridge, but it was getting colder. I think it was about 5 p.m., yeah, 6 p.m. Like, oh, okay. Actually, we were walking over it as the sun was setting. Yes. So. so we were like, let's at least go to it, but maybe yeah. not walk over it because it's going to be freezing out in the open of the Brooklyn Bridge. So we get to it, and we're like, well, let's just walk a little bit, and then we keep walking. We're like, this is actually not so bad. So we walk all the way across the Brooklyn Bridge as the sun was setting and then set, which I've only ever done during the daytime. 
It was I don't pretty know magical. Is it might I don't be know. Better at night. I think it might be better at night because then you see the sun setting and then you see the whole city lit yeah. up behind you. I mean, it was beautiful. And even though it was windy and it it was super fun and I would do it again. And then when we get to so the other all, side, we get all the way across. We brave it. We're like, all right, it's getting pretty cold here. Let's find a. I knew there's a brewery over there. We went to a first brewery, got a beer, felt okay. Brewery wasn't that great. Circa Brewing. I liked yeah. it. Eh. Not my fave, but I wanted to go to other half. Mm-hmm. Yeah, other half is, I believe, what? Well, it wasn't even on your favorite. What was it? Was other was half it? was the be- is the best beer that I've had right. at, at a brewery. But it wasn't ever. your number one brewery somehow. I well, we're not going to tell people what it is because <laughs> what if they haven't listened to okay. it? Okay, it was in the top. Three. It is a great brewery, delicious beer. I mean, the vibe in there and the ambiance is yeah, but it's, it's fine. It's an industrial yeah. building in Brooklyn. Yes, but the beer is top notch. Right, so we had to walk a good. From getting across the Brooklyn Bridge to other half is about an hour, hour, walk, hour walk. So we split it up by going to a brewery and then we got some dinner. But we're out in the cold walking this brewery in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, We hang out the brewery for like two and a half hours. And then, yeah, like Heather said, at 1 a.m. we're hopping on a train back to Manhattan. So just a funny day, a great day, super cold, but we had such a blast. And I think we just did New York City right. We got to see most of the things that we wanted to see. So that was my day number five. Cool. Or my experience, number five, that day in New York City. So my number four, as I mentioned, was Lake Winnipesaukee. And Trav pretty much already talked about this. And it was just really fun for me to be with my family and just to relax. And I love the lake. I love being at the lake. And you and, grew up there yeah, and to I, an extent. And I grew up, well, I mean, I grew up going there because my family is all from there. And it was just really nice. It was just a very relaxing week. So we hadn't done that in a long time. And the house that we rented was nice and very comfortable. And Trav mentioned that there were a lot of my family members, but it was actually like the smallest amount of my family staying in one house. So it worked out, I think, better because sometimes we'll have like a huge house and there'll be like 30 people staying there. Right. It's too much. So this time it was, you know, 12 or 14 yeah, people. Only, still a lot. Yeah, only but it 12 just, or 14. It just worked out better than some of our other family members would come out like certain days and join us on the jet skis or on the boat that we rented. When and, you do a family trip like that with that many people in one house, it can either turn out, in my mind, way worse than you were thinking or way better. <laughs> I, You know, there can be stuff that happens and all this that this time it turned out way better. Everyone was cool, chill. Everyone took turns making different food. You know, it was it was this was the best of a commune living situation that you could get <laughs> that we've had with Hess family or even with my family over the last couple of years. So it was really Yeah, fun. it was a great week. My number four, and I think this might be coming up on your list, but maybe not, was driving the Dingle Peninsula. Yes, that's my number two. Uh, you don't all right. So tell people you say well, like, it's okay, coming so, up later. Sorry, it's coming up. It's <laughs> I have three and then I have two. Okay, okay. Right. it's not like we're at All the right. beginning so of my this number podcast. Four, driving the Dingle <laughs> Peninsula. We will get to that later. What is your number three? <laughs> my number three is going to Tofino with our Canadian besties. I have wanted to go to Tofino since I read an article about it a few years ago in whatever travel magazine. It's just gorgeous and. You know, very like kind of a wild coast because it's on Vancouver Island, but it's on the western side. So it's just just the ocean. It's just the Pacific Ocean. And there's like not really much out there other than water. There's not in whales in whales. And unfortunately, we didn't see any whales this particular trip, but it is a great spot to go for whales. I read in September and October, I think is the best time we were there in April. Or May, actually. Check Instagram. It's May. And we just had a really nice, relaxing weekend there. You know, we rented a little Airbnb, and it was Courtney and Calum and our friend Crystal. And we went to, you know, a brewery. We went to the beach, and we walked on it. We went to a really nice dinner at this cool place. Also on, your best, also on the Best Meals podcast. Right. And, you know, it was just really fun. And I'd been wanting to go there for such a long time and just kind of relax and see the beaches and the... I mean, it was cold. It's not like we went swimming, but it was just really fun. On the next podcast that we're coming out with, which is our 2018 travel wish list, we will actually 
go back in time in history and tell you what our 2017 <laughs> wish list was at the beginning of 2017 and what our 2016 was. And Heather had Tofino on her wish list. So it's always nice to have something on your wish list. I mean, we have wish lists and we don't get to all of them in a year, right? But it's always nice to have something on there. Then when you go there, it actually lives up to your expectations. Definitely. That's always fun. Always fun. My number three is the Cliffs of Moore and the Burren. <laughs> yep, that's on my list too. All right, so we'll, it's just I only have two left. She's only got two left, are. so I can't. I, it, we can't say which one it is, guys. But well, all right, we will get to that one then. So go to your right into your number two. My number two and your number four. I my guess, number four was the Dingle Peninsula and the Ring of Kerry. So they were actually two separate days, right? But. So amazing. I never even heard of Dingle before we went to I Ireland. I heard because of Jason. Interestingly enough, yeah. Jason, you guys know from Zero to Travel, when we did a similar podcast, I can't remember what it was, but this was a year or two years ago, and we did something where we talked about these our favorite travel experiences, like these quintessential experiences we had. And he told me about this time he went to a place in Ireland called Dingle, and he rode a bike around, and, I just, and he was like, the way he described it, I thought, that's amazing. And then two years later, we're in Ireland, and he's like, you have to go to Dingle Peninsula. And there we go. But we <laughs> did not ride a bike around the Dingle Peninsula. We drove around it because it's well, it was pretty January, far. It was January. It was cold. So we stayed at the Dingle House. That's what it was called, right? Milltown House. Milltown House. Sorry, in Dingle. Which, let me just throw this out there. Some of you e-poppers have stayed at because I got a message from the owner, Stephen McPhillamy, uh, five days ago, 10 days ago, he sent me a thing. And in, you know, when someone makes a book and they say, how did, you know, how did you hear about us? Or why'd you book here? I said, heard about it from the extra pack of peanuts podcast, Travis and Heather recommended. And he said, you would not believe, but this happens very frequently. <laughs> That's so awesome. If you guys have stayed at the Milltown house in Dingle, big shout out. That's great. Glad you liked it. Glad you had fun. And, um, Glad you're supporting Steven, and we really loved it there as well. Obviously, that's why it's here yeah. on our list. It's a fun town that has a plethora of really good restaurants for being such a small town and some cool bars as well. But the drive around the peninsula, I I had never wanted to go to Ireland, really. I mean, who wouldn't go, of course. But it wasn't on any wish list or my top travel destination. And we went because our friend was getting married in Dublin. So I was like, great, this will be a fun trip. Well, it exceeded my expectations so much that my number two and my number one are both in Ireland because, man, is it gorgeous. And now I know why everybody wants to go there and just loads and loads of tourists come through during the summer. Being that it was January was kind of nice because there were still tourists, believe it or not, but there were not that many. So we did the Dingle Peninsula and we hardly saw other people on that day at all and it was beautiful absolutely stunning stunning landscapes you get to see those little monk beehive houses that are in like the star wars movie actually and just i mean what i mean what did you think travis it was on your list too it was great i mean it was so you hear about the ring of carry a lot that's mm -hmm. and all the tour buses do the mm -hmm. ring of carry and there's a reason it's cool but for my money the Dingle Peninsula, if you're looking for something that's a little more laid back, and listen, if you go in the high tourist season, there's going to be a lot of tourists on either. But Dingle Peninsula, if you want a shorter route, and I think just as beautiful, you can do the Dingle Peninsula in, it depends how much you stop, but you know, an hour, hour and a yeah. half, two hours. And whereas the Ring of Kerry... It's like a whole day It's thing. a whole day thing. So similar landscapes, but... The Dingle Peninsula is like a scaled down version of it, but yes. just as beautiful and less touristy. So that being said, we did both, and I would tell people to do both. I mean, if you can only do one, do maybe we we Dingle. did them back to back days too. We did Dingle the one day, and, and then, then we drove down to the Ring of Kerry into the Ring of Kerry. So we did a lot of we driving. We did a lot of driving, and the Ring of Kerry, being that it's longer, it has kind of a few different types of landscapes on it because it's bigger. Like, remember we were driving through like that forested right. part? I mean, it's very, um, it's gorgeous. So you have to do it. But if you don't want to do it and you because you don't like being around crowds or tour buses and it's crazy, I mean, there were literally thousands and thousands of people will do this in the summer in a day. Then just do the Dingle Peninsula because like Trev said, it is not quite as popular, but almost as beautiful. Yeah. And ding and again, you could take a bike and you could bike around or you could bike part of it. A lot of people, I mean, there were people doing it in January and I kind of felt like a little bit of a schlub then. I'm like, wait, like I didn't I, think anyone would be out here. Mm, and then there were some people. that many, like two people maybe. There, well, there was a lady who was like a 
six-year-old British lady <laughs> out there on a bike. And when we're walking <laughs> on the beach, I'm like, I bet she feels a little cooler being at this beach seeing as she biked here and we drove here. But Whatever. Hey, good for her. Good for her. <laughs> My number two is, I know it won't be on your list because we already know what your number one is. You said it's an island and you, you weren't on this trip. But for me, was uh was going skiing in Vail. And I've talked about this on some other podcasts. But two years ago, Heather and I went skiing again for the first time, really. We did a we did ski in Beijing, China. Funny story in its own right. But then two years ago, we went and skied a day in Vail. And both of us it's were the like... The first time in a, in a while. It wasn't well, our like first ever 18 ski years trip. or 15 years. I had not skied since I was 18. And at the point, I was 33. So about 15 years. So it's been a long time. And we went and skied in Vail. And we thought, whoa... This is like we never skied out west. It was awesome. So then last year in 2017, I went out and skied three days straight. And three days in Vail is three times as great as one day. I really enjoyed the opportunity to get to go out there and stay out there and day after day get back on the mountain and see different parts of it. And it's very hard to beat it, you know, to beat something like. Had it's always fun to find something that you've done before, but now you do it again. You're like, oh, I really do love this. Like kind of a new hobby or a new passion. And then to do it somewhere as pretty as, you know, Vail or some of these awesome mountains out west. It, it was just a really cool experience. So for me, three days in a row, getting to ski in Vail with um, Jason and my buddy Matt and uh, our other buddy Sean and a few other people was just a really fun time. And I, it's cool, too, to get better at something. Yeah, absolutely. And you could tell that you're getting better. If you do something three days in a row that heavy, like that amount, um, you can get better pretty quickly. So that was cool. Cool. I'll be doing it again this year. And maybe you're coming, maybe not. We're not sure yet. My number one is the Cliffs of Moher in Ireland. Wow. Is that a gorgeous place? I mean, it It was just stunning. It was It was jaw-dropping. We, we almost... Kind of didn't think it would be that great. Yeah, we didn't think it would be that great. And when we drove up, it was so foggy. You have to park. Like it was hard to drive. That's how foggy it was. Yes, it was like thick, thick, thick fog. So we drive up to the parking lot and then you have to walk. You can't see the cliffs even without fog yet. And we park and I'm thinking, man, do we even just skip this? Because what are we going to be able to see? There's literally, you can't see like like five feet in front of you. But of course we're there. So we're going to get out of the car and go check it out. And then we did, and we're walking up to the cliffs, and on one side, there's like a cliff with a little church, or it's not a church, but it's like some type of old, historic, rocky building building that's falling apart, and it's gorgeous, but it was really shrouded in fog, so we're like, okay, well, let's go the other way first, and as soon as we start walking the other way along the cliffs, like... The fog kind of clears and you can see everything. And I was like, this is the most magical thing ever because who would have thought like as soon as we walk up that boom, you can just see everything and still raining and cloudy and, you know, a little misty, but. But not where the cliffs were. Not like, where not the, the cliffs, cliffs to the were. Ocean. Yeah, like was, behind you is foggy. But it was just was. so absolutely stunning and it was muddy so muddy that I thought we were going to slide right off and go in into the Well, they the tell ocean. you not to like go over the little fence thing to get a better view, but Everybody everyone does. Everybody was doing it. And I'm it. like, I'm we doing did this. It. Um, it was just, I, I wanted was, to stay there all day. It was so beautiful. What was kind so of beautiful. cool about it as well was that a lot of people only walked a certain distance and then kind of stopped, but we kept going. And once you got past like, I don't even know how it wasn't that far. Like, let's say most people walked on, got to the cliffs, walked like 10 minutes around a little bit. And you're kind of sitting there thinking, all right, well, it's a it's a crowded here. But if you kept going, then no one went further. So there were points where we were the only people there by walking in January. By, yeah, in January, but by walking five minutes yeah. further. So Cliffs of Moore, I actually thought that whole day. So it started by us driving out that way. I went to this town called Doolin, which in hindsight, if we had more time, and when we go back, we'll do this, you can hike from Doolin all the way to the Cliffs of Moore, like along Cliffs Edges, which we wouldn't have done the day that we were there because A, we didn't get there soon enough, and B, it was super muddy. And cloudy. But, and, and cloudy. And foggy. So you could, but you could do it. And so we got to this town of Doolin, and we were driving down into the town. You're coming down these hills, and, all, and we stopped, and there's this, this church in the distance, and you could see the town down there. You're like, whoa, this is really, yeah, really cool. Yeah, when we saw that church, I was kind of like, wow, wh- like this is really cool. Even if we came out here and didn't see the Cliffs of Moore, just seeing this right. really and, cool and of course castle have, next to the ocean is... Right. 
Right. And you have amazing. no idea like what road goes where because they're all little paths. Dunagore Castle, it's called. Dunagore. Oh, Checking oh. Instagram. Okay. Instagram doesn't lie. So <laughs> we went into Doolin. We go to this pub. We have a drink in the pub. And then we're like, all right, well, we got to find the cliffs. So, so we go back. We find the cliffs. We do all that just like Heather described. We, we actually... Yeah, almost didn't pay to park. And we're like, oh, do we want to do it? And blah, blah, blah. And obviously, super glad we did. And then there's an area near the Cliffs of Moor called the Burren, which is this landscape that is... Like desolate. Desolate and rocky, but like being on Mars. And that's how people describe it. And we thought, oh, no way. And then you go into the Burren. And I don't even know where to go because it's just this huge national park. So you go in, you're like, where do we go? Well, And all the roads are tiny. I mean, they're... I don't think they were dirt road. They were paved, but they were like single car. Single car roads. Like, well, where do we go? Like, I mean, it's cool to drive through this, but where's this taking us? And then I I found this place called the Burren Perfumery. And I thought, all right, I'm going to like surprise Hath. We're going to go to a perfumery. Obviously, I don't care about going to a perfumery. And it was, there were signs for it eventually. So we found our way to this Burren Perfumery, which they make perfume, obviously, but it's in the middle of nowhere. It's these cool old buildings that they've retrofitted you know they used to be like i guess i guess houses rural houses that they retrofitted made really nice we go in we're the only people there they show us this documentary film that we think oh this is gonna be really lame actually really good that the person who owns the perfumery made the documentary yeah he was a botanist so all of the perfumes are made from flowers and plants in the burn, because even though it's so desolate and kind of like a scrub brush looking place, it produces a lot of really beautiful and very scented, you know, plants flowers and, and plants. flowers. And watching the documentary tells you all of this. And it's but really, it a, it's cool. The documentary, and, you know, you go into a place and it's like, oh, do you want to see our video? And it's just like, okay, it's like you thought it'd be pictures over music and it was very good. So we go to the perfumery, Heather tries on this perfume, buy some perfume. It was just, you know, you're in the middle of this desolate landscape. So we go there and then we drive to our, um, to our next stop and, and sleep for the night. But it was just a day that again, we, we had plans, but we didn't exactly know what the stuff was. That's what I love about traveling. You don't know what it's going to look like. Even you say, Oh, I'm going to go closer more. I'm going to try to find this burn perfumery. People can describe it to you, but until you see it for yourself, it really doesn't do it justice. So just a fantastic day for me. That was, as you said, my number three. Um, and and your number one was the Cliffs of Moore and the Burren and all these great little places. Yeah, and Moore is spelled M-O-H-E-R. Right. Not M-O-O-R. You know, I didn't know that until we went and I was like, oh. <laughs> Got to get, get the spelling right. My number one, which I guess brings us to my number one. What is it? I'm waiting with bated breath. Well, you already know. But we'll give Chris, throw a drum roll in here anyway. Um, You mentioned already, this was the day, the two days that we spent outside of Ljubljana in Slovenia. Oh, right. I forgot. As Heather mentioned, we went up to Lake Bled and almost just said, oh, well, it's a little bit of driving. Why don't we just go back to Ljubljana and have a nice little relaxing day? As you can tell... When you have those thoughts, just like we said with the Cliffs of Moore, ah, maybe we should skip it. Don't. If you're like, eh, should we do this? Should we take the easy way out? Don't take the easy way out. Take the way that's going to be more, you know, that exciting. you wanted to do and more exciting. So I can't think of a time where that backfired, honestly, where something no. wasn't as cool. No, uh, you sh- I, no, it doesn't. No. That's why you travel. You yeah. travel to do these things that you don't exactly know how they're going to turn out. But we, we had this kind of conflict a lot in our travel. We had this like, all right, do we go back to a thing we've already seen and we know it's going to be relaxing and, and enjoyable or do we kind of push forward to something new that's, uh, yeah, oh, what's it going to be like? Is it going to be a little harder? I mean, harder is relative. And usually when we do the the new harder option, it's way better. That's the point because you don't know what to expect. So we did Lake Bled. Lake Bled was everything was all cracked up to be. I've wanted to go to Lake Bled for probably 10 years since I first found out about it. It was cool. I swam all the <laughs> way to the church. And all the way back. Um, and you couldn't even go up and see the church because you had your swimsuit yeah, on and you're not, not allowed. Right, right. <laughs> which I found out later. Oh, someone told me that was true. I'm like, no way, that's true. Well, it is true. Um, so it was a bit longer of a swim than I thought, but still really fun. And then we decided to go up, as Heather mentioned, to the Julian Alps up into Kranska Gorga, which is the very northern part of Slovenia, right on the border of Austria. We stayed at Villa Flora. Awesome Swiss-Austrian... I guess Slovenian chalet, you know, but Alpine chalet. And the next day drove the Versic pass all the way 
up through the mountains, back down to Piran, spent, got an awesome meal in Piran, got good gelato in Piran, and then made our way down to Rovin in Croatia. And I mean, we packed like in that, from when we left Ljubljana to go to Lake Bled, which is probably noon, to when we arrived in Rovin, which was probably like 7 p.m. the next day, you know, let's say, what's that, 30 hours or 33, 32 hours, we packed a ton into those 32 hours and it was my favorite 32 hours of our entire 2017 it was absolutely fantastic and that's high praise yeah i know a lot of people are talking about slovenia like people Mm -hmm. who heard our Mm -hmm. destination diary so if you guys do decide to go to slovenia it's a pretty small country you got to do number one experience of the whole year that's amazing it was a great experience. I mean, it was my number five, six. Right. Yeah. I mean, hey, we're kind of splitting hairs yeah, when we get yeah, down to those yeah. experiences. So we had a fantastic twenty seventeen. Keep hitting us up on Twitter, guys. What was your what were your best experiences of twenty seventeen? What were those moments that when you look back at the year you're like this was an awesome day or an awesome couple of days or an awesome, you know, experience? Let us know. Tweet us at Pack of Peanuts. Um, of course, keep keep those coming. That's been super fun interacting with y'all. And, um, you know, we'll keep shouting people out as, as you send us tweets and things like that. Don't forget if you're, if you want more of the year interview, the 2017 year interview, just to catch you all up, this is part seven. Part one was our travel stats. How many miles did we travel at? How many beds did we sleep in? All that good stuff. Part two was our travel superlatives. Part three was our best meals. That's always a fun episode. And we got a lot of feedback on that and yes. some recommendations. So thank you guys for everyone who tweet us and put us stuff on Facebook for of your best meals of 2017 because that gives us something to shoot for now in 2018. Part four, Heth's episode, basically. Best <laughs> coffee and wine. Part five, both of our episodes, best desserts. We had some fantastic desserts in 2017. Yes, we did. Part six, best beer. Check that out. And then next week, we'll be coming out with part eight, our 2018 travel wish list. So that will wrap up our year in review. We're looking ahead and saying, where do we want to go most in 2018? So that'll be coming out next week. You can find everything at extrapackpeanuts.com slash pods. You can find it on iTunes or whatever they call iTunes now. The podcast, I don't know, Apple Podcast, whatever, <laughs> Overcast. Any, however you listen to this podcast, you can find those as well. Don't forget, if you are going to be traveling, want to find a great travel backpack, um, tortugabackpacks.com. Use the promo code EPOP. That'll get you 10% off your entire order. Thanks for the love, guys. Truly appreciate it. We have a blast for this year in review. We're super glad that you have a blast as well. And until next time. Happy free travels. I'll